Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone podcast. That's the podcast where three people play through Sonic games and then talk about them. I'm your host. I'm not your host, but I'm going to say I'm your host because it makes me feel cool. I'm Isaiah. You say co-host. We're all co-hosts together. Yeah, we're all we're all co-hosts on this this uh, communism podcast. Um, <laughs> oh my god. We 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 share the means of uh, podcast uh, production. That was oh. that was supposed to sound more like the word production, but it didn't take. So I, I'm your host Isaiah, and joined with me is my co-host Steven. Hi. Hello. And Charlie. Hi, I'm playing game. All right. <laughs> so on this week's episode of the No Spin Dash Zone, we're playing a little game called Sonic CD, which thankfully is a game that gives us the option not to do a spin dash. Yeah, we can That's finally joke, be the I no think. spin dash zone. We can we'll we'll be the peel out zone this week. I avoided spin dashing as much as possible. I okay. Here's here's something that something that got me about this game, and I like I don't know if you guys noticed this because Steven, you said you didn't spin dash, uh, but when you try well, and spin dash, well, I mean dash, I did, but well, yeah. <laughs> when you when you try and spin dash, the game like makes you work for it more than the previous games. Oh, you mean you actually have to, like, mash the button more? Yeah, like, I mean, it's less about mashing the button and more about you have to, like, wait longer before you can release it and go. If you, like, uh, hold down and then hit spin and then release down, then you just You just stand up. Yeah. And you have to to wait a while. I kind of like it because uh, in this game I found myself looking around more. Mm -hmm. um, Like, as in holding up or holding down to look around. And then I would tap too fast to jump forgetting of like how sonic works and oh, at yeah. that point yeah i would just I, I would like start spinning and then i'd be like oh no i don't want to run into whatever's in front of me and then i would let up and it'd be like oh i didn't well that's nice so so i was i was going to complain about it but it kind of sounds like that's something that they like tested and they were like oh yeah people found this a lot more useful than harmful so maybe that's yeah. maybe maybe that was an intentional friggin thing it also makes sense to not let you get tons of speed like that fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because in the previous games, revving up is kind of pointless. You just get to make a loud sound. <laughs> That's true. It makes a different noise for the PL, doesn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, slightly different. I think so. It, it might just be the... I know it's a different sound from the uh, Genesis version of the sound. I mean, uh, the sound font's a lot different in CD because it's a Sega CD game. Yeah. Well, I thought they had the same. I thought they were using the same sound card or chip or whatever. Because the Sega CD is just an attachment for the. Yeah, but I think well, CDs I think are able to process and make music different. That's how they're able to like fit in like full-on vocal tracks into this game. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. But you wouldn't be able to see that, hear that on a regular Genesis. That's what I'm like. I'm confused about. So, so before we before we continue, I think it's it's pertinent to clarify for each of the three of us uh, upon which platform we each played this game, because it was different for all three of us, right? Uh, I guess uh, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I I played the game uh, on a, a CD emulator, so I I got the most quote unquote authentic experience. Not to it makes it sound like I'm like crapping on how you guys chose to play the game. You're um, definitely crapping on it. Let me tell you. Well, I, I, I chose the emulator specifically so that I could get as close to authentic as possible because um, I like I've I've played the game on the Mega Collection port and I've played the game on Steam on PC uh, and there are differences to both versions so I was like I want to play the original version and, and see what's up. Mm. 
Well, I'm playing the, the Gems Collection version because that's just easier for me to get to. And I'm playing the Sonic CD Steam port, which allows you to play as Tails the Hedgehog. Tails the Hedgehog. That's my favorite hedgehog character. Yeah, I love Tails the Hedgehog. <laughs> I love My Miles Tails Hedgehog. Yeah, Mr. Tails Hedgehog. Shout out to Christian Whitehead. Miles yeah. T. Hedgehog, where the T stands for Tails instead of the. I wish I realized that by playing CD, I realized like there was so much influence of that in Mania. But Mania, good lord, does it so much better. I do not like Sonic CD. Yeah, Sonic Mania is Sonic CD too, just so you guys know. Yeah, it's Sonic CD too, but what if Sonic CD was better than it is? I mean, okay, well, let's just get started then. How do you guys feel about <laughs> the first level of Sonic CD? And then we'll, from there we'll talk about the universal mechanics a little bit more, I think. I think I think the first level, I mean, it's, it's sort of hard for me because it didn't leave as much of an impression as the first level in Sonic 1 did. Yeah. Uh, well, elaborate on why, if you can, if it's not the kind of thing that's just hard to... I, so, I, I don't know if this is my, my bias about Sonic CD having just the worst level design, like, impeding my ability to really look at the level design of the first level or not, um, but it doesn't, um, it, it doesn't, like, leave as much of an impact in regards to what it was explicitly trying to do, like, what it was trying to explicitly communicate to me as the player, you know? Uh, with, with Sonic 1, it was like, yeah, this level is designed in exactly a way that gives you, the player, freedom while also telling you the mechanics and also warning you how this game is going to work. Um, we, we talked for a long time about the, the moving platforms with the spikes in between them uh, in our first episode, uh, and there wasn't really any of that in this level. <laughs> so I beg to differ, but if you've got anything else to say, say it before I get started. I would love to hear what you have to say, actually. Okay, so, um, <laughs> this game features the mechanic that allows you to travel in time, right? Yes. Um, and something, something that I found really enjoyable was, uh, this game kind of requires you to look for places where you can maintain speed long enough to travel in time. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive to what we think Sonic is thus far, but I feel like, to me, this game is kind of like Sonic for the Game Gear, where it's not working off of the same exact, like, concepts that the original Sonic was working off of. Yeah, it certainly has new ideas. Yeah, so in this game, instead of the point being to maintain speed, the idea is to find places where you can go really fast for an extended period of time. And to do that, different levels have different mechanics. Um, but the thing about this level is that I don't think there's, like, a great place to uh, create, like, I guess, artificial momentum where you're just bouncing back and forth. You just kind yeah. of have to run for a really long time on the top of the level, which to me does feel like old Sonic. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Because you basically, yeah, you basically just have to find the top platform and then run as much as possible. So actually, uh, I, I I do want to say I'm I'm looking at the the like layout of the game right now. Uh, the first the first two signs you encounter. Oh yeah, they're right up front. Yeah, they're well. There, uh, you have this. You have this extremely linear bit at the very beginning of the game where there's no signs or anything like that. Then you go into this weird like uh, change of perspective bit, which never happens again in the rest of the game, which is very. It does, but okay. I I I don't remember encountering it after that, but. There's a couple other um, things. It's not the exact same loop thing, but I'm glad it's not because that would be uh, boring. 
but so then uh, you go on a bit, and uh, if you take the completely bottom route, you can miss both of the signs, but they will still be in your view. You, you'll, you'll see the past sign, but you won't see the future sign, and you could just ignore it. Uh, but if you're going down the, the like more middle path, or uh, upper-ish path or whatever, then you'll just naturally pass the sign, and immediately after that is a tunnel that you get a lot of speed in, and it's exactly long enough that you will see the, the sparks around you uh, move, um, like, because you've maintained speed for long enough to do that. Yeah. So, so it does. It does sort of teach you organically how that that sign mechanic works. Which do you think? Do you think we should explain to our audience how the sign mechanic works? Might as well. I barely understand myself. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. You have to go for a certain amount of speed for a certain amount of time, and I think it's like thirty seconds or something. It's a very long time. Yeah. It's it's it feels like a really long time. I I don't think it's as much as thirty seconds, but it. Uh, in a video game, ten seconds is a long amount of time. So it's it's like more than ten seconds for sure. I don't know if it's necessarily thirty seconds, but it's like it's much, much, much longer than I would expect. It also doesn't count yeah. upward momentum, which I'm finding out right now, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> well, the thing, so the thing is, um, you can go to the future of the past, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, like what that actually means for the gameplay. Yeah. To get there, you have to be going. Basically, you have to be going at spin dash speed for a set period of time. And, I think uh, it's faster than spin dash speed. No, it's not, because you can spin dash and then you immediately get sparks. Okay, okay, never mind. Or at least, at least that's how it is in the Steam version. I'm, I'm sure that's probably true in the original version, and I just am a dummy because I never, because I never did it because for some reason I had the impression that that's not how it worked. But <laughs> never mind. I mean, yeah, the way I usually do is I spin dash and I jump in a hole and try to like. <laughs> <laughs> Always yeah. gotta be jumping in holes. Yeah, jumping in holes. But uh, so. In the first stage, I think the only place you can really do this is there's like a little uh, little guy that you stand on. Not a guy, I, I shouldn't say that because it's not a robot. But there's like a little thing that you can stand on that will spin you around at like the bottom yeah. path. Uh, if you yeah. get on that, even though you're not going super fast, as long as you hit it traveling at like time travel speed. Yeah, 88 miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we, we had to get one in there. Alright, so there's something I want to say about the first level, and I didn't say it because I'm passive as hell. Okay, well, I also, I didn't... I... Well, listen. <laughs> you can say, listen. Clearly not that passive. Give me a second to finish my thing, and then you know, we can take over from there. But, um, basically, once you hit that, you can keep momentum for a little bit. But that thing actually throws you off, so you can't... You have to have been running for a little while before you hit it. So I feel like it's kind of bad at teaching you how to use those. I didn't learn about that until later in the game. Mm -hmm. But, uh... Yeah, so go ahead, Charlie. So, what's kind of funny is that I feel like the first level tries too hard to like make you like really like the game because it like gives you this uh this 3D perspective shuttle loop that's like only in that level and there's nothing really like it ever again. It's just kind of it throws me off, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I always thought that was weird. There's another bit where uh you go through like you go basically behind the level and then come out uh, through a like sonic shaped hole and hit a rock and that lasts exactly long enough to get you like almost traveling through time but oh yeah that's the other thing is you have to maintain speed for a long amount of time and if you maintain speed for almost long enough but not long enough then uh, you lose your sign um, so like it's it's important that you either get your speed cut off early or not at all I actually liked that uh, because you'll find that when you're in the past, 
uh, well, okay, I guess we should explain the next part of this. Um, <laughs> the the secondary mechanic to this game, uh, which I, I really like this, um, you can just play the game and beat it, but in addition to that, if you go to the past, there, there are kind of three stages. There's present, future, and past. Yeah. And uh, if you get a past sign while you're in the present, you go to the past. If you get a past sign while you're in the future, you just go to the present. And the same thing goes for, for the future. If you get a future sign in the past, you go to the present. So it moves in stages. Um, but if you go to the past, there are, in each level, there's a machine that you can break that will make it so that if you go all the way to the future after breaking the machine, you get access to what they call the good future. And it's a stage with different music and... Uh, the enemies are all gone. So I I struggled with this a little bit because I, I love it conceptually. Uh, and I want to talk more about the, the sign mechanics in a bit. I love the concept of, yeah, you can go to the past, you can go to the future, and you can create a good future. Um, but what's interesting to me is uh, there's no need to go to the future. like The bad future? Yeah, well, there's no there's no need to go to the bad future, but there's also no need to go to the good future. You can create a good future while staying in the past the entire time. Well, yeah, but you would you would never know like. Well, it so if you just get through the stage normally, it'll say Sonic got through uh, like Wacky Workbench Act One. But if you create a good future, it'll say Sonic created a good future in Wacky Workbench Act One. Yeah. So you can you can make a good future, and then uh, the third act, the boss stage, is always in the future. So if you created a good future for both acts, then uh, that boss stage will take place in the good future. And I believe the boss is slightly easier, but I, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, the bosses are all super easy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, so so there was a, there was a weird thing for me where it kind of felt like... Uh, there was not really a point to the future outside of, uh, and they play with this a little bit about halfway through the game, where future signposts are actually obstacles. The game tries to trick you into going to the future when you actually want to go to the past. That's what I was going to say, was that I like that when you go a certain speed, it disappears, because that's your way of getting rid of the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you basically, you find out these spots where you can't go quite fast enough, and then you just jump and fall and get away from it. And I like that a lot because it, it, it. this game is not about always going fast. This game is about finding out where the best place to go fast is. Yeah. Which I, I think is really interesting as long as you're not trying to play the game like the way you would a normal Sonic game. Yeah. And another thing that I like about the... Uh, the so you said the future is pointless, but it's not kind of because if you go to the... to different... Um, if you go to a different time... Uh, it resets the rings in the stage. Oh, yeah, that's right. So you can get... If you drop your rings, you can just go to the future and there are more rings for you. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll need rings because this does the Sonic 1 thing where you need to get 50 rings by the end of the stage to get the special. And I really like that because this game, to me... I mean, the actual signposts uh, I feel kind of pointless because it's pretty rare that you'll die. And even if you do, you can actually get through these stages really fast if you're just trying to win. Yeah. If you're just trying to get to point A to or to point B from point A. Yeah, but I like how this game gives you both a mini game to play during the stage, which is like getting to the past and finding the thing, but it also gives you a mini game uh, at the end of the stage if you do well and get the rings. So it's kind of like you're playing Sonic One and Sonic Two simultaneously. Yeah, there's there's two different objectives in the game. You want to create a good future and you want to go through the special stages and get the time stones. 
Not to be confused with the Chaos Emeralds, which are identical. <laughs> They're not at all. The Chaos Emeralds definitely don't let you go back in time. Well, I mean, the, Unless you're the playing time Sonic stones. 6. The time stones <laughs> basically... <laughs> oh, jeez. Forgot about that. Uh, the time stones, yeah. like, let you go into a form that's basically just supersonic. I've never actually gotten all the six Chaos Emeralds, but... Uh, you mean time stones? Yeah, time stones, of course. And, th and there are seven. Oh, yeah. Unlike the Chaos Emeralds, which there are only six of, until Sonic 2. Wait, are you guys doing a bit right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there are eight time zones, okay. Cause I... Ooh, okay, in Sonic 1, there's six Chaos Emeralds. And then in Sonic yeah. 2, they were like, guess what? Seventh Chaos Emerald. And then in Sonic CD, it was like, guess what? Now they're not Chaos Emeralds. Now there's now there's eight, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. But then there's Sonic the Fires, but that's a whole other can of worms. Oh, geez. Let's, let's not get into that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah so... I, I really like the... Find, both finding the thing in the level and the uh, getting all the rings because getting all the rings feels like a an innate thing for a Sonic player to do. Like you're gonna, oh, I'm gonna get all the rings, and you'll oh, eventually yeah, find course. out how that works. But uh, finding the machine is something that you do like by accident by playing the past level. Mm -hmm. Well, and also uh, you can see the machine in the present level. Like it's it's like. Oh yeah, you can see it broken. Yeah, and so you're like, what's up with that? I think there's well, so there's there's the machine, and then there's the projector, the projection of of uh, Metal Sonic. I think you find one in the beginning and one in the second act. Or yeah, there aren't there aren't two per level, right? I I feel like I should know that, but I really don't think there are because I remember like breaking a Metal Sonic and being like, is that the same thing? And then I went to the future and I saw the animals flying around. Yeah. Okay. Which is something that I really love that the animals fly around when you get the good future. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, there's so there's animals in the past, but they're like not all that frequent. Uh, and then there's no animals in any other time zone. But if you like, if you break the thing, then animals are all over the place. I'm yeah. currently scouring uh, Act Two to see if I can find the projection uh, of Palm Tree Panic to see if I can find the projection and the uh, robot maker. Well, there is a robot maker in Act Two and Act One. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. then maybe there are two. Also, fun fact, when you break robots in this game, they drop flowers and not animals. Or seeds that become flowers. It, initially, I thought that that was like... Well, first of all, I like plants, so I thought that was cool. But then I was like, oh, well, maybe that's like that seems lazier than the animals. But then when I broke the machine and I saw all the animals flying around the screen, I was like, never mind, this is way cooler, I love the plants. <laughs> yeah. Because you get to see the animals and the plants for a lot more, because the plants stick around, like, they could become part of the level, which is neat. And also, if you go to the good future, there are plants where there would be enemies, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. I believe if you, like, make a good future, all of the enemies in all time zones just friggin' die and become flowers. I don't necessarily think that's the case, because I think in the present, I was still seeing enemies in one of the levels, but generally... Uh, I try to get to the good future as fast as possible because I just think it's so cool that you get to see oh, yeah. different palettes for the level. There is, uh, I have confirmation there is both a projection and a robot maker in both acts, or at the very least in Act One. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a uh, real quick Google for for confirmation how to get a good future. If you need to do both or just one, I feel like it's just a lot of unnecessary work for not a lot of payout. I might be alone with that, but like, it's, I hate it. All I get is a slightly creepier music and a, a slightly more difficult stage, but other than that, it's just kind of like... 
Wait, you saying you're getting the creepier music when you get the good future? No, when you get the bad future. Well, that's oh, why sorry. you're not supposed yeah, yeah, to go yeah. to the... Well, yeah. you, get, you, get slightly more, you get slightly more pleasant music and slightly easier stage, but other than that, it's like so, not really... I do want to say you only have to destroy one of the two things uh, to get a good future in that act. Uh, but you do have to get a good future in both acts to get a good future in the zone in total. So it's just, uh, you only have to break two things, but you have to do one at each level, and that'll get you the good boss fight? Yeah, that'll get you the good boss fight. Um, on, on Steam, of course, there's an achievement if you break all of the things in all of the zones. Um, <laughs> but there's no, there's no actual in-game bonus for, for doing more work than necessary. Um, that's that's one one nitpick I have about this game's like time travel mechanic, is that it's not really conveyed super well how to get a good future, because uh, aside from the like robot maker being like uh, there in the present, um, that's that's the most information they give you about like what you're supposed to do. So I kind of disagree with you on that. That that's a bad thing. Because, well, first of all, I'm, I love discovery in games, and I kind of hate when everything is tutorialized and explained to you. Yeah, that's fair. Even down to controls, especially in a game like this. But uh, I really enjoyed playing this game not understanding anything about it, because I had never really played this game before. I knew about the time travel mechanic, and I knew that there was a good future, but I didn't know what you were supposed to do to achieve either of those. And uh, I found myself going through it, and it seems a lot easier to travel to the future than the past, generally speaking, because they give you more future signposts. And oh, the yeah. future signposts are always placed next to these little areas where, like, they've got two springs, and you'll bounce back and forth between two springs, and that just gets you to full speed. Uh, yeah. So when I when I went to the future the first time, I was like, it was all industrialized and stuff, and I was like, this is super cool. They changed some of the sprite work, and they made the palette completely different, and there's, like, more clouds in the sky. Mm. And I was like, that on its own was a reward for just playing the game. But then, like, I, I wanted to see what the past was like, and... Uh, you go to the past and it's less industrialized and the music changes in such a way that like y you feel like you're just hanging out in a nice place and it makes you want to go to the past a lot so then that kind of becomes your goal and the more you go to the past the more likely you are to see the machine uh that you saw previously in the future because you're going to spend a lot of time there just by accident yeah 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 and you'll wonder like what is this weird machine thing and then you uh you break that and then you get your good future all right and uh, I think it rewards players for like playing the game once and then kind of learning a few things and then going back and playing it again and then exploring the levels more. All right, I can respect that. Uh, because I've never wanted to play a Sonic game twice before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, this is... If, if you want a replayable Sonic game, this is probably the one. But um, play with the Japanese music because the American music is terrible, and I'm gonna go. No, they're both actually that. super good. The the, um, I, the American music isn't that good. Like the it was, American right. music it, is. Hold, can, can you let me finish this for once? Okay, sorry. I just go ahead. Shit on the music. I would go like ahead. to just have. <laughs> no, shit on the music. Go ahead. So the American music was a uh, was composed. I don't even know why they had different, but it was composed by someone who like typically does Sega CD music, and you could tell it sounds like Sega CD music, because it's a little generic. There's a, there's a few gems in there, especially the opening ending theme, Open Your Heart by Pastiche. That's perfectly good. You might yeah, like Open the Your Japanese. Heart, the Sonic CD song. Did I say Open Your Heart? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I meant Sonic Boom, but, oh, but I said that because Open Your Heart is actually a better song. Anyway. Uh, 
They're both like weird Sonic intro songs. The point is, it's the music just could be better. The Japanese music is better, but you know, it's not really enough to save this game for me because it's just. It's better than Sonic 1, at least. Let me put it that way. Wacky Workbench Good Future might be my favorite Sonic song. Or not Good Future, uh, present. Uh, in which, in which game? In which game? In which version? The USA version. Yeah, that, that's one of, that's one of the few ones I enjoy. That song is incredible. I need to listen to it real quick to make sure I have the right one. Well, first of all, this song is a banger. It's not the one that I was thinking of that's the, the great one, but it is a very good song. I, I think that every song in the soundtrack is, like, at least worth hearing. Like, that's why I played through the game a second time, also, is because I have the CD version where I can listen to both songs, or both tracks. Mm -hmm. oh, Goddamn, yeah. I keep saying the CD version. The Steam version where I can listen to both tracks. And it's like, I, I'm really glad that I bought this. Because uh, you get the full experience of kind of playing both versions, plus you have Tails, which is really nice. That is nice. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find... Which, what's the name of this... Stage. What's the? God, I'm. I'm. Which stage? Uh, quartz. Is it quartz? Uh, what is it called? Quartz catastrophe. Quartz quadrant. Yeah, there you go. Although some of that reminds, oh. some of that song reminds me of free, of freaking Cannon's Core. It's Metallic Madness is the one that's great. Metallic Madness is really good. Stardust Speedway is good for both versions. I yeah, really love yeah. the the uh, extra stage or special stage music for the English version. I, I love that one a lot more than the Japanese one. The other, so the other thing is, I'm pretty sure all the past music is the Japanese music, which which makes it more confusing of why they changed so, it. Well, it wouldn't be confusing if you were playing it as a kid because you just wouldn't know there were two different soundtracks. Yeah, but you can tell there's like a slight like tonal difference between them. Well, I think that's good because you want the past to feel different. Like you, the past feels way more different than the present and future do. And I think that's to send a message to the player that the past is where you want to be. I guess. I, I just want to say that, uh, officially speaking, uh, as far as I can find, we don't have a reason as to why Sega decided to to make a new soundtrack. It doesn't seem like it was a licensing thing. Uh, the composer believes that the American marketers of Sega uh, just wanted something different. That's probably uh, fair. Marketers of Sega of America, quote, wanted something a little more musically rich and complex, along with a theme song that uh, they might get some mileage out of while trying to promote the game. Which I think they definitely nailed with Sonic Boom at the very least. That particular song, absolutely, like, they did it. They, they friggin' did it. Um, speaking of which, this is what they call a transition, let's talk about that intro animation. Good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to watch it in my version because it never, it doesn't play like off the bat, which what I would have preferred. It doesn't play off the bat. I, I don't know if, if your version is booted up currently, but if you just stay on the title screen for a little bit, it'll start playing. That's what I figured, but I, I don't know. This is probably before like intros became a more mainstream thing where they would just play automatically. This more closely resembles the um, attract mode, which the game also has, by the way. Oh, what? If, if you wait, it'll play the intro, and then if you wait again, uh, it'll do the attract mode situation uh, that every Sonic game up to this point has also had. Sorry, what do you? What's an attract mode? Uh, that's the that's the thing where it shows uh, gameplay of the game. It just shows like a sequence of like a computer playing this through the stage in like a pre-programmed route. It's an arcade holdover. Yeah. Oh, I thought you would call that a demo. No, because uh, a demo is when you're allowed to play a game for a brief period of time. Mm, I've heard it used in both senses. 
You can, but you shouldn't because we need to, you know, <laughs> use specific terminology. Yeah, I, I have also heard Demo used to describe this, but that gets a little bit confusing. Um, it's just pure coincidence, by the way, that I remembered that it's called Attract Mode just in time to bring this up because I was going to call it a demo. <laughs> but yeah, so, Steven, did, did you, like, did the intro play on your version of the game? Yeah, and I had the Japanese soundtrack on originally because it's the one that I'm a little less familiar with. Oh, yeah. I... The Steam version does not have the vocals for, uh... Ooh. What is it called? You Can Do Anything? Yeah. And it doesn't have the vocals for the outro either. So I wonder if there was licensing issues with that. Interesting. I played... Yeah, I played, uh... The intro out all the way and I thought it was really cool. Um, I remember we had a discussion about mittens or gloves. Before we get into that extremely important discussion, I need to ask both of you a question. Charlie cannot answer this question because he has not seen the intro. I have seen the intro. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I'm sure Charlie at some point in his life has seen the intro to Sonic City. I mean in the game, because I want to ask, Steven, have you, is the intro you saw, like, the hand-drawn, like, really beautiful, like, the 24 or whatever frames per second, is it that animation? I think so, yeah. It looks pretty hand-drawn to me. Okay, because uh, the intro that I saw, the intro that is in the actual, like, Sega CD uh, ROM, is not that. It's, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't look nearly as good as that. It's pixelated, and it's at uh, half the frame rate, maybe even less than half the frame rate, and the tops and bottoms are cut off. <laughs> um, well, it is a 16-bit well, game, so... Yeah, it's a 16-bit game, but I saw that, and I was like, oh, wow, this is... Crippling to my gameplay experience. This is extremely I mean, authentic. It was, you know, it was innovative for the time, but... Yeah, well, I mean, it's still it's still an amazing animation. It's just yeah. way better if you watch the good version. The other guy did a really good, like, homage to that in the yeah, main homage. I'm um, sorry that I don't pronounce the word word correct because I always forget it every time I pronounce it. Yeah, it's like yeah. herb. Herb, yeah. Uh, run like the wind. God, dang it! <laughs> but yeah, so uh, there's, you know, it's it's the same animation. I'm I'm I guess they must have done like they must have taken the actual animation and like bit crunched it or something like that. Yeah, just a conserved file. Space I mean, that's probably what they did for every Sega CD game. Like, if you look at something like Night, Night, Night Trap, you're having, like, real footage being bit-crunched. Night Trap is disgusting. That's that's what people said, too, and that's why we have the ESRB. It's it's actually really interesting how uh, the that animation needs to be bit-crunched and pixelated, but the sound is still, like, completely fine. Well, they must have the audio thing mastered, but not like... I, I don't know, were CDs popular in the early 90s, or was that, like, a more of a late 90s thing? Uh, well, this game came out in, what, 94? 90... Yeah, 94 sounds... Wait, I think it was 93. I don't know. I think I... I thought it was 94, but I could be wrong. But, either way, it... Uh, I think the CDs were, if not popular, like, an up-and-coming format. Yeah, CDs were invented in 1982. That's, like, why CDs... I mean, it's not a CD, not a DVD. DVDs were, you know, a later thing, so that's what, probably why I imagine the CD doesn't have as good audio good video compared to audio well that and yeah. audio isn't something that you have to like it, it doesn't take up as much space as video like video the higher your resolution gets you're basically multiplying your memory that you're taking up whereas audio you just have a series of samples and how clean those samples are 
like something that sounds quote unquote twice as good uh, isn't going to cost twice as much memory. It just it's harder to record and to process. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's on your TVs or whatever you're playing this with, like to get you good audio. I think it's also it's also probably like uh, you know it's it's size of data files really uh, how how many frequencies that it can contain. And I think it was probably just like, what if we just cut out frequencies that are your TV at the time? Because nobody owned nobody owned an amazing like audio system. What if we just cut out the frequencies that TVs don't really do a good job of playing anyway? Yeah. So you know, uh, I'm gonna link you guys the uh, original animation. It's a YouTube video. Um, you guys only need to watch a couple seconds to understand. Uh, it's still really good, uh, but it is also like not it's not nearly as beautiful so what's funny about what you mentioned that like the moment you said that i literally just beat the game and i'm watching the ending cinematic <laughs> and so, so th that'll be good juxtaposition it looks good so i must have the pc version yeah 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 I, i'd imagine gems is running like the best it's like better than the ova well it's i mean that's that's true it is more well animated than the ova um it it was done by the same team that did uh, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon. Oh, uh, also, Toei Animation? Yeah, yeah. Ultimate Muscle, uh, the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimate Muscle's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ultimate Muscle. Uh, bo 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 and others that I've heard of and others that I've never heard of. So, you know, like, it was, it was done by people who friggin' know what they are doing. Wow, so I'm realizing that this game like makes you feel satisfied even if you don't collect every time stone because he just throws yeah. a rock at Eggman anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> this game is good. It's a fine game. I don't I think it could be better, but I like Sonic 2 more, but it's better than Sonic 1. If you think it could be better, play the Steam version. I probably will actually. I just want to say real quick the bit where at the end he throws a rock at Eggman and he does so by putting a rock in his hand and then spinning and then once he's at like max spin capacity he just releases the rock and it falls in an arc onto Eggman yeah is is really cool like i saw that as a kid and i was like well this is the best thing i've ever seen and i've seen the intro to this game yeah nothing like nothing else like sonic cd makes you so pumped to play sonic like even the newer intros to stuff like Adventure, it's cool, but you're kind of just seeing characters, like, thrown around each other. Yeah. Well, especially, like, the intro, the intro is hand-drawn, and the, like, camera angle changes and all that. So it's, it's, like, it's this very, like, well-put-together piece of animation uh, that's just really fun to watch, and uh, it sort of establishes Sonic's character by, like, giving him an environment that he excels in. It also establishes him as a more serious character, as opposed yeah. to, like, being goofy, which I like. Yeah, I think especially with the the closing theme, like, like the closing theme plus that animation, like, depicts him as much more serious. And I, for some reason, especially as a kid, I was really into it. Yeah, same. I just wish there was, like, I don't know, maybe there is, there was like a definitive whole version that like seamlessly like conjoined the opening and ending versions of it. I mean, there's fan edits. Yeah, I was gonna say what else is really cool is that when you beat the game, you get access to, uh, or well, you watch the credits, and it shows you 
it shows basically a cutscene of each level in the game, and I thought that was super cool because like it reinforces that even though you weren't playing the animation necessarily, the things you're doing are still as cool as the things Sonic does when you're not controlling them. Yeah, yeah. You mean when the, you beat the game in general, right? Just like yeah, you don't have to yeah, because that's the thing. No matter like whether or not you complete this game. The ending is super satisfying, and it's even more satisfying when you do the good end and every, you do the uh, good future and everything. Okay, now I have the intro animation playing. Okay, and so the animation also kind of shows this game introduces two new characters. You want to talk about them? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Um, go ahead. All right, so in the second level, which I think is Collision Chaos, yep. yeah, uh, you, you, you see this like little pink pink hedgehog kind of going around she's got hearts around she chased you and you kind of go along with it for a while and then yeah princess sally <laughs> yeah the u.s manual calls him <laughs> princess sally but we all know her as uh, amy rosie the rascal or, or whatever amy rose is here amy rose the rascal but then like this metal enemy that we've never seen before bursts in and steals her away and it's kind of a secondary antagonist we have metal sonic and it's yeah. really cool so I love that these characters are introduced at the same time, in the same scene. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, I mean, you you can see a projection of Metal Sonic in Palm Tree Panic, like if you're observant in the past, if you already know what you're looking for. Uh, actually, is that true? Yeah, yeah, it is true. I'm sure it is. So, so you can find him, but the first time you're actually introduced him is right as soon as you, like, directly interact with Amy, or Sally. <laughs> Let's just call her Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, oh yeah, here's this character, she's got hearts, so like, a potential love interest or whatever, and then she's kidnapped. Oh, and who is that person that's kidnapping me? Somebody I've, or kidnapping her, somebody I've never met before, who is also a robot version of Sonic. This just got a lot more interesting than if it was only one of these two characters introduced at a time. Yeah. It's almost like this game is super cool and does tons of weird stuff. Yeah. It does a lot of weird stuff and I'm into it. To be fair, there was a Metal Sonic in Sonic 2, right? The, like, Silver Sonic? Yeah, there was a there was a Silver Sonic. There was one in both Sonic 2s, actually. Oh, yeah, I forgot that there was Sonic 2 for the Game Gear cringe. What's funny is that the Game Gear uh, Mecha Sonic or Silver Sonic is literally just like a mass-produced thing you use to kill Metal Sonic in uh, Sonic Mania. Yeah. <laughs> but Metal Sonic is cool, and his boss fight is even more interesting because you actually have to race him, or you get yeah. killed by Egg. I think, I think that's why Metal Sonic is iconic and Silver Sonic is not, is because Silver Sonic, it's like, all right, you gotta friggin' fight this like, like robot version of you. And then Metal Sonic, it's like, oh, you're good at racing? Because you're Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, guess what? I'm also Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm also good at racing. So let's find out who's the most Sonic the Hedgehog. And, and like, Metal Sonic also lights on fire and, like, shoots through spikes. So cool. Yeah. 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 And let's not forget, uh, Robotnik, or Eggman, has a laser that if you touch, you just die. <laughs> That's an instant kill, and he's like, well, I'm never going to use this again. Uh, but I do think mechanically that makes the race way more interesting. Yeah, I think that that's like a super awesome boss fight, and I love all the boss fights in this game because none of them are like boring. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think this is probably the hardest boss fight outside of the final boss. Uh, the final boss is like the gyro thing. Yeah, right? I, he's like kind of not that bad, but like. Or are you talking about like a? Is there another boss if you get all the 
gems. You know, I I forget because I didn't actually get that far this time, but I have fought him in the past and I remember struggling a lot. It's it's difficult if you don't damage boost, but if you damage boost, it's easy. Yeah. As a kid, Super, uh, Metal Sonic was the wall, and uh, now that I'm older, the that final boss was the difficulty spike. I mean, this game has a lot of level design difficulty spikes, but boss-wise, those are the those are the two hardest ones, which is which is fitting. It's going to be the two most important plot bosses. Yeah. Bosses actually don't take that many hits, and what's kind of cool is that you kind of see smoke coming out of the the egg mobile once you get really close. Yeah. And I think I yeah. think the pinball boss only takes like one hit, but he's like a struggle to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. love it. There's a lot of like really interesting like what makes this boss challenging is not that you have to hit it a lot, it's that you have to approach boss fights differently than normal. And that's that's yeah. I think the strongest suit of this game's like boss design. There's a there's a boss actually I'm I'm gonna talk about two bosses, one that I think is really cool, uh, which is in Wacky Workbench, where you just have to like you have to hit the boss four times. Uh, and each time it raises up and then little platforms fall and then you have to stand on those platforms as they raise up to get to where the boss is and you have to do that a few times and the yeah. one you're standing on doesn't raise as high as all of the others so you have to jump from that one to another one and then up to the boss and it's it's very cool i really liked that boss fight for a bunch of different reasons but the first one is like when you move him to a different place uh, you just get a breather. Like, you don't have to uh, oh, yeah. hit him right as soon as you get up there. So you can just stand there and collect yourself for a minute. Yeah. And that's really neat. But it doesn't force you to do that. So <laughs> you can play it either fast or slow. Yeah, it, it really, like, it just it just has a very pleasant pace to it. And and the other boss that I want to mention, and this, this one's not as good, but it's got a very cool concept, which is Robotnik has you on a conveyor belt and you're trapped between him and uh, a wall of spikes and you can't hit him and he's like, aha, you can't hit me and I'm gonna friggin' drop crap on you. Uh, but as the conveyor belt moves, the platform that his uh, vehicle is on, the friction from that conveyor belt slowly wears away his floor and so you just have to survive long enough for his floor to get destroyed and he has to run away. I loved that fight. It took me a while to get, I, figure that one out. I, I didn't like it really in execution just because I felt like the, the dodging thing wasn't super fun, but just visually watching like his platform heat up more and more and occasionally fall down a little bit as like layers got like ripped off by the friction and he gets more and more nervous. Like that's yeah. that's just really cool. Well, I also like I did like dodging them because I learned that instead of running, if you spin dash and then you hold to the left, you can slow down at like a different speed. So it teaches you kind of how to like maneuver Sonic in a really weird and unique way. Hmm. All right. All right. Because uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming you were just running and then you would tap left and it would throw you with the. <laughs> no, actually, what I did was uh, I would like rapidly tap right to like go at a moderate speed where I was close to the spikes, and then when they were about to drop something at me, I would go full speed to the right to like run away from. Uh, that works too. I think that the spin dashing uh, feels a little bit better. It didn't even occur to me to use the spin dashing. So I think that's a boss fight where it teaches you like different ways and you're kind of rewarded for experimentation, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And that boss is also super fun to beat because you just watch Eggman get like <laughs> super scared. Yeah, and and they give you they give you time 
to look at him panic more and more, but they don't give you too much time that, like, you're bored, you know? Yeah. They always have... They, they always give you enough time to make sure that you're interested and don't miss anything, uh, which is nice. So in conclusion, uh, best 2D Sonic game. Yeah, so it's uh, a thumbs up, thumbs down. I think we're, no, we're missing <laughs> some things. <laughs> well, for one, how about we hit, uh, what, are you, what are you guys' favorite and least favorite parts of a couple of the later stages? Because we talked a, lot, a bit about the first stage. but Okay. Uh, my favorite bit of the later stages is the Metal Sonic race, and my least favorite thing is the entire stage around the Metal Sonic race. I'm going to go along with that. You mean like Stardust Speedway itself? Yeah, Stardust Speedway the entire stage I hate, but the Metal Sonic race I love. Okay, is so, so is Stardust Speedway, I can't remember because Stardust Speedway and Mechanical Madness kind of blended for me. Yeah. Is Stardust Speedway the one where you go into the tubes and then you point a direction? There, there are tubes where you point a direction in Metallic Madness, but they're a different kind of tube and a different kind of point of direction. So, is Mechanical Madness the one where you hit a button, a hole opens, you hop in that hole, and then you have to choose left, right, up, or down? Yeah, that's Metallic Madness. Okay. Because I actually liked that because I felt that it facilitated this game's idea of exploration over just going fast. I actually, uh, playing it literally, like, right before we started the podcast, I'm in Metallic Madness Act 2, and I am hopelessly lost. Like, I can't figure out... I'm in the past, and I think I might have actually just gotten trapped in the past. I'm Samurai Jack. <laughs> so... <laughs> You're, like, anti-Jack. Well, yeah, I, I'm... I'm... Anyway, that, that joke was almost good. So, I, I think in order to make progress in this stage, I need to go back to the present. Um, back to the future, Marty McFly. That's a better joke. Anyway, so so that's I I. I don't think you need to. I mean, I'll I'll look at I'll I'll look at the uh, level layout like while I've got this wiki open. <laughs> I've been like as as far in this stage as I can possibly get, and I can't find the way out. And I'm in the past. That right will now. then turn around and like look for the way out. Yeah, I've I've done that. I like I, I been trying my dude there's no way they were just like oh well you can't finish because you got to the past that's that's not how it works the level is always completable in any form you would certainly hope so and i would certainly hope so you need to go all right you're gonna you're making a real bold accusation right now without having stuff to back it up <laughs> all right i think i found a path but i i did not think that that was actually accessible all right. Okay. So because you didn't think it was there, it didn't exist. No, no, no. I freaking was there many times, and I like just weren't paying attention. I tried. No, I tried to use the spring that gets me to the place, but the spring didn't launch me high enough, and I was like, well, then I can't use the spring to get there. But maybe I just have to believe and use the spring again. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. All right. This is what I'm doing now. I quit the podcast. I'm gonna try and beat Metallic Madness. <laughs> This sounds a lot like user error to me, unless the game designer. I mean, who who really can say? Who among us? I never got stuck, is all I'm saying. It's really Sonic the Hedgehog. I had a few places Uh, stuck in Metallic Madness. Metallic Madness is, if you're going to get stuck, that's going to be the place. I think Metallic Madness, which to be fair, they are the last stages in the game. Yeah, they should be hard. But, uh, like, I didn't... I never got stuck in a spot where I was like, well, this is impossible, I give up. Like... (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna like not try again. I mean, I might because I don't have to play this game anymore. But uh, outside of that, um, all right, I think I, I think I have a plan. I'm gonna use this platform. 
And it doesn't launch me high enough. Okay, so new plan. Fun fact, uh, no one will ever see your <laughs> video because you're not recording. I'm really just doing this for me. No, you can't get up there. All right, I quit forever. All right, so to answer your question, Steven, my problem, so my favorite part, like Isaiah said, is probably the Metal Sonic fight. My least favorite part is literally everything else because not a lot of the stages have anything like unique to offer. Everything seems a Are you no, kidding can you, me? Can you hear me out for just hear me out? Hear me yeah. out. There's yeah. a, there are a few things that are kind of memorable. Like wacky workbench uh, spring like the spring pad is pretty cool. There's a few the spring a, floor is the there's best. There's a few things in Metallic Madness that are kind of interesting like uh let's see. Like the shrinking mechanic which I wish was a little there's a little bit more of. The little go behind the scenes thing was okay. I could think it probably could have been executed better. Yeah, no, I think it was just a fun little diversion. A lot of things just don't really mesh together, and like Title Tempest just looks like Labyrinth Zone from Sonic One, and I get a little bit of Metropolis Zone from um, Metallic Madness. Yeah, except the cool thing is that you can go to the past and the future. Yeah, but they're, that still doesn't make them very memorable. I would like to change my answer from least for for least favorite part of the game. I would like to change it from Stardust Speedway to Title Tempest because I remembered that level existed and I got really sad. Title Tempest is great if you don't get in the water. Yeah, well, I I tried that. To its credit, it does usually give you a pathway that does not involve being in the water. Yeah, if you're good, you just don't have to go to the water. Yeah, well, that's my problem is that I'm not good. I liked it for that reason, yeah. myself. Uh, it's also really hard to get a good future in that stage, partially because of the water, and also because I can't find any freaking signs. And just got the good future. <laughs> Entitled Tempest. <laughs> you just you did just now? Just now, right now. Incredible. Uh, yeah, all the signs are underwater. I did not end up in the water in this level until I chose to. Yeah. Um, to be fair, I am playing as Tails right now, but I did a similar thing with Sonic when I went through the stage a second time. Yeah. I think I think to this to this game's credit, there's a lot of stuff that you can just not see your first time around. You can experience the game like I've never I've never gotten stuck in this specific part of uh, like Metallic Madness Zone. I've never I don't know that I've ever seen this part of Metallic Madness Zone that I'm currently stuck in. Are you playing a hack, Isaac? No. <laughs> I mean, I I guess I could be, but no, I'm not. <laughs> if I was, that would explain some stuff. But you know. You you get to you get to experience a new thing uh, every time you play the game. Uh, to the game's detriment, the stuff that you experience is not always good. Ah man, I can't believe you guys don't like this game. It's so bewildering to me. I don't hate it as much as I thought I did, but I, like I still don't like it that much. I like this game a lot. I personally think everything about this game is great except for the level design. Yeah. I even like the level design because, it, to, again, to me, like, the fact that it's about exploring is fun. Also, yeah. this game, for a water stage in a Sonic game, gives you way more bubbles, and they're way more consistent. It does give you way more bubbles, and I like that a lot. Also, Title um, Tempest Present, that's one of the few songs in the American soundtrack I like. Title Tempest Present is such a good song. Every I like every single song in this game. And I like them even more because you have to work for them. Like, it feels like you're unlocking music when you're playing this game. It's so cool. Yeah, I can get behind that. Every stage is four stages, guys. I can't get over it. <laughs> they don't even have to be good stages. <laughs> to be fair, all the stages are similar, but... Or, all, all, the, all the four stages are similar. Not really. Not aesthetically. Yeah, aesthetically they are different. Like, aesthetically and musically, they're completely different. 
I will also say that each zone has a completely different like design philosophy. Yeah. They're all very like the way they operated are just completely different from each other, which is which is very Sonic. That's exactly like what what Sonic intends to do most of the time. And it's all it's cool because the uh, first act always kind of teaches you a couple of things and it throws it really fast and it's usually a faster act and the second act requires you to use those to maneuver around and find the secrets and stuff. Yeah. I uh, this is the definitely the best Sonic game that we've played. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's it's very strong if you don't have a problem with the level design. But even the level design is fine if you're willing to give the game, like, if you're willing to play the game the way it wants you to play it. Yeah, it really, like, demands that you put, a, you have to put a lot of time into it. You have to really be invested in this game, I think. But you don't, because if you play it fast, you can generally avoid the weird, like, ex exploration stuff, in my experience, it seems anyway. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a different experience, but for me, like, when I went to play a level after dying on it, I was able to get to wherever I was extremely quickly. Yeah. I actually, like, am going crazy because I've never been lost in this game before, and yet here I am. But anyway, that's one of the many experiences of Sonic CD. Something you never thought that you could do, you can now do. Like, this is my, like, fifth playthrough through the game, and this has never happened, so I'm, I'm over the moon. This, I still think that this sounds like user error to me and not the game's fault. Yes, probably. Anyway, let's talk about the special stages. Yeah, yeah. So, I, like, you you guys are playing the refurbished version of this game. Well, Charlie is playing the first refurbished. I'm playing the final final mix. Yeah. So, I actually, I actually don't know how refurbished the special stage zone is in the Gems Collection, but I can tell you, having played the Steam version fairly recently and now playing the CD version, the special stage zone graphically is improved quite a bit on the Steam version. The the uh, friggin' UFOs can be seen from much farther away, and the like Mode 7 doesn't bit crunch stuff as much as it does in the, the original CD version. Uh, so the draw distance is better and all that. The special stages I like, they are maybe my least favorite part because of so how hard they are at the end the last three the last three are impossible yeah i actually i actually like on this on this specific playthrough i failed like the fourth one and then it's like yeah just so you know we're not gonna give you the fourth one again we're just gonna give you the fifth one and then the sixth one yeah remember how sonic mania is sonic cd2 <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so I actually was able to do the sixth one on my first try, and I was like, that shouldn't have happened. So that was that was very interesting. But yeah, so so the way the way these special stages work is it's it's this mode seven situation. You guys keep calling it mode seven. Is that the same like cause that's a Nintendo hardware thing, isn't it? It's not it's not mode seven, but people who are familiar with mode seven will understand it. It's skewing, it's it's like sprite skewing, it's not mode 7. Yeah, it's it's taking taking the two-dimensional image of the map and it's like displaying it like at an angle to create the illusion of 3D. Yeah, skewing, that's what skewing is. Yeah, and so you you Mario Kart through the level. Um, God, stop with the Nintendo reference. <laughs> look, I'm just trying to use analogies that will be easily understood because skewing is a fun word. Alright, so Sega CD Mode 7. Yeah, Sega CD's Mode 7 that Nintendo invented. Yeah. The Nintendo invented Sega CD. Yeah. That has completely different hardware. For the 
Jaguar. So anyway, you're given basically free roam through this. They they like seemingly give you a sort of route, but as as the levels continue, you realize that route is really barely even a suggestion. Well, it is in the first four levels, but the yeah. last three, it's uh yeah, like special stage 5 is doesn't even have paths. It has like an outline and then it has roads that are not connected to each other. Special Stage 5 grabs you by the neck and shows you who's boss. <laughs> yeah. So the special stages look like a um, a Super Mario Kart battle track. Because it's mode 7, but like, it just like, there's- Stop! No, no, I want- Stop! No! It's not no! Mario Kart or mode 7! <laughs> oh man, I got freaking yell. Let me- I like- Sorry, I got very angry there. But, it just there's just a bunch of paths that don't necessarily go together and they just are everywhere and- also, when you hit the water, you just like lose a bunch of rings um, automatically, which is a little weird. I'd never beat a special stage, by the way. Well, that's that's because the water is not supposed to be hit by you. Yeah, you don't lose a lot of rings instantly. Basically, the rate at which you lose rings is like magnified. So if you get in the water and jump immediately, you don't lose that many rings, but you also don't have that much control over where you land. I mean, that's effectively the same as what Charlie was saying. You're yeah. just adding in the fact that also you could be, like, bad at it and just lose all your rings. Because you're true. not supposed to go on the outside of the level, which is why there's water out there. Yeah. But you're also supposed to be challenged in the way that you shouldn't just have free reign over the level, because then it's kind of pointless. So that's why the water makes you lose rings. It's a design choice. I, I just want to say real quick, that, like, Jurassic World meme where, like, Chris Pratt is, like, he's got his hands in, like, the woe position around two raptors. I just want to say that right now, Charlie is Chris Pratt, and Steven and I are those two raptors. <laughs> I think there were three raptors. Well, but Chris Pratt also has, like, a Nintendo <laughs> Mario Kart cart in yeah. his hand, and he has a Super Nintendo in the other one, and he's like, guys, it's the same ass it's, thing. It's the same. It's an These are literally the same. It's an effective analogy, Steven. It doesn't have to be literally... <laughs> this. We're not using the term to describe... To say that it's the same, like piece of technology but it, it creates the same effect and people understand but it's faster on in sega it's faster it's yeah blast it's got blast processing, processing. uh <laughs> sega cd processing no less yeah no it's got super nintendo blast processing super nintendo blast processing and it's 64 yeah 64 bit it's actually vr so so sonic cd's vr which actually incorporates mode 7 technology yeah god i hate it all right so moving on <laughs> Because Sonic CD, the thing that's cool about Sonic CD is that the shit didn't happen before, and you're like, nah, it happened before. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, this this special stage does work completely differently from Sonic One's. First of all, it's it's closer to Sonic 2's, but not even. Yeah, <laughs> even that is. Well, you have a lot more freedom in this one than you have in Sonic 2. In Sonic 2, it's like here's a tube that you're barreling down. Sonic Sonic 2's game is 1D. That's true. That's true. It's it's the most three-dimensional I think any of the special stages get in 2D Sonic. Or even 3D Sonic. Yeah, or, except for, like, Sonic 3D Blast, maybe, but even then... I forgot. That's just Sonic 2's special stage, but better in every way. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, oh, that's the bridge, right? Yeah, that's the bridge. I like that one. That's the only part of Sonic 3D Blast that I like, is the bridge. You know what, I have a feeling that when we play Sonic 3D Blast, I'm gonna love it, so I don't... <laughs> that's the spirit. You, I mean, you, you were definitely the one of us with the most negative opinion of Sonic, like, going in. Well, going, no, I, I hate Sonic as it is now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just don't know where that started. I think you like 
every game that we've played consistently more than Charlie likes them. Except Sonic 2. Sonic 2. Except for, for Sonic Gear. 2 Game Gear. Yeah. No, not Game. No, not Game Gear. I hate that one. They're talking about yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we all hate Sonic 2 for the Game Gear, but I hate it with a passion. Yeah, I think you hate it more than anybody else could hate it. I hate it like with an agenda. <laughs> you hate it politically. <laughs> so these these special stages are a little bit frustrating to play, not just because they're hard. They are hard, but they're also hard to figure out. But here's the deal: they're beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. They are pretty cool. It's nice to see Mode 7 on a Genesis. The American music is very good. I'm glad. The Japanese music is good, too. It's just not uh, as special, I don't think. See, see, for me, the Japanese music, for some reason, it, like, upsets me. I don't know. Well, I think that I love whenever the music in this game is upsetting because it's super weird. Actually, <laughs> my main complaint about the music, like, regardless of, like, version, is that they loop terribly. Like, there's just a oh my moment God. of silence. Yes. They, so this game, the music uh, that must be that must be fixed in the Steam version. Oh, I I hope so, because in the in the CD version it's terrible. You have a minute and a half maybe of music, and then it loops and then it fades out and begins again. You remember you remember when I was at your place and we were playing Naruto Clash Ninja Two, and after like half an hour of the title screen playing, it fades out and then just begins again. It's that, but after less than two minutes of the music playing. <laughs> which is which is terrible because most of this music like would have looped fine. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that <laughs> part of why I might like this game so much is because I played it on the Steam version. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely I am a fan of games that try weird things for sure. Oh yeah. And this game tries a lot of weird things. <laughs> it certainly does. And a lot of them I think work out in its favor generally. Mm -hmm. Like the time travel is super fun. It, like once you understand how the time travel works and you're like looking for these places where you can go fast, you see all kinds of different ways to maintain momentum. Yeah, I think I think if you like if you like Sonic but you feel like Sonic doesn't have enough exploration, like this game is going to really really do it for you. Well, it's not even you just have to treat it as if Sonic games aren't this like one homogenized being that needs to be the same every time. I, as, as I think we're discovering, all of the games sort of have their own unique identity. Like, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 were... Uh, their physics were identical, but the way levels were designed were completely different. They added the spin dash to facilitate the level design in Sonic 2. Yeah, and like, Sonic Game Gear is completely different too. Yeah, and Sonic 2 Game Gear is garbage. Yeah, it's a, just a steaming hot duke. It's... 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 <laughs> it's Trash City that you can put in your pocket. <laughs> trash city <laughs> population whatever else is in your pocket it's a uh <laughs> it's not a video game so i honestly i would i i think i would recommend this game to people but the steam version. i want to reiterate this is the only sonic game that i've ever wanted to play more than once yeah yeah i i think i think if you if you have to pick a, a sonic game to play and you and you have to play it more than once this is the one to do it because it has the most replay value out of any. That's that's not true. Uh, hit us, Charlie. What classic Sonic game has more replayability? Uh, well, we haven't played it yet, but it's Sonic Three and Knuckles. Well, Sonic Three and Knuckles is the greatest Sonic game. It's really good. It's probably better than this one, but I don't think it has much replayability. I, after I beat that game once, I never wanted to turn back. Uh, that's fair. My my problem with Sonic CD, from a replay standpoint, 
Number one, you can't convince me to like the level design, but that's that it's it's hard for me to really uh, quantify that currently without studying it meticulously. I mean, you just don't you just don't like uh, good level. No, I'm just kidding. That's, <laughs> I I appreciate that you are joking, because you've 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 made that joke seriously before. <laughs> well, in Sonic Heroes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, you just don't like good level. I just got game. flashbacks. Let's cut all of this out. So, um, <laughs> what was I saying? You freaking uh, mind flooded me. Um, oh no, I lost it completely. Uh, yeah, uh, nope, I lost it. Oh god, everybody's staring at me. <laughs> no one is looking at you. I'm playing Sonic right now. It's. <laughs> Alright, Charlie's staring god, at me. God, I love the backgrounds in oh. this game. I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, we'll talk about the backgrounds in a bit because the graphics are gorgeous. But yeah, because this game's fucking amazing. So, so the the problem I have with the game is that there's two optional, like quote unquote, good ending objectives. Yeah, it's like you can play this game four times and not get bored. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, you want to make a good future in all of the zones, which is quite a task. That's it's probably more difficult than getting the Chaos Emeralds, uh, time stones. I'm sorry. Dude, those time stones on the, the the sixth and seventh time stone is like pulling teeth. You gotta you gotta like get seven of them, but you have how many how many zones are there? There's four. There's two acts per zone. My monitor won't turn back on. It just shut itself off. There's uh one two three four five six. There's seven seven zones with two acts. So you have you basically fourteen attempts to get in and then get out with a, t a time stone. So, you know, there's there's a margin there's a margin of error even if it's harder to actually succeed, you have more attempts. Whereas with the uh, with the good future situation, I I have occasionally gotten like locked into a goal. And and to be fair, there is actually a like there's a soft reset for the stage. Well, there's that, but there's also there's a goal sign that tells you when to like turn back if you wanted to finish something up, which yeah. I loved. I thought that was awesome. I I also appreciate that so much. There are some situations where I got past that sign and then I I, I couldn't go back. Well, that's your fault for running too fast because this game yeah. doesn't want you to do that. Which you applauded Sonic for the Game Gear for doing, by the way. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, I guess I'm inconsistent and I'm the wrong one. No, nah, you're not wrong. I'm just gonna roast you if you like try to defend Sonic Game Gear. I, I want to say I want to say two things to the credit of the game. Number one is they have a sign telling you that the goal is coming up soon, so you can go back. And also, if you really just want to be done, you can be like, ah, oh, good. Um, which sometimes I will admit I have experienced. The other thing that I want to say, uh, which is that when you pass a sign, the sign spins real fast because you walked past it and that spun it because that's how that works. And then when it's done spinning, it's it's backwards, so you can see the text backwards. And that's that's your visual cue to know that you've already passed that sign, so you can't pass it a second time to get the like like destination from it. Yeah. Also, when it says like future, it's the coolest thing on the planet. <laughs> well, so I wanna I wanna applaud this like visual indication thing. Because I'm over here, like, if I was the designer of this game, and I was like, alright, you pass something that lets you, like, time travel, right? I don't think it ever would have occurred to me to be like, what if it's a sign, and then to know that you've passed it, 
the sign is being read backwards because you spun it. That's so many like ideas that have to work together. Like that, it just it's it's a very cool concept that very clearly communicates to you the information that you need, which is which is very cool. Dude, I'm at the Eggman boss right now where he's sliding on the treadmill. <laughs> this yeah. fight's really fun. I really like this fight. Yeah, the, uh, what is it, Quartz Quadrant that he does? No, it's, yeah, it's Quartz Quadrant, probably. Yeah, you tap down once, you, once you're once you scared, and then you push to the left a little bit, and you'll, like, go at just the right speed that you avoid the bomb. It's mm -hmm. so good. So, the title Tempest Zone boss, uh, which I think is really interesting, is he doesn't attack, like, you're getting to the boss, and he is there while you're getting to the boss, uh, and you can just hit him a bunch while he's doing that. <laughs> yeah. And then, when you get to the boss, he puts a bunch of- you're underwater and he puts a bunch of bubbles around him. And those bubbles simultaneously keep you from drowning, and also they are his shield. And you just have to hit him once, but those bubbles are in the way, so you have to pop all the bubbles first. Or at least enough of the bubbles to get through. What I loved most about that was that when I did- the, when I first started that fight, like I said, I never played this game before, so I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. I was like, ugh, a water fight, how am I gonna get, like, life back, or do I just have to beat it fast enough, what's the deal? And then I saw him get the bubbles, and I was like, this is very nice. Because it's, it's like, negative and positive at the same time. Yeah. I, if I, like, compare it to the... I mean, we haven't we haven't gotten to this game yet, Sonic 3, but I just, that's my go-to, like, the Hydro City boss fight. The, the Act 1 boss fight, where it's just a friggin' thing in a water blender that, like, lands on top of the blender and then spins you around. Yeah, I don't like that boss. I, Me I don't neither. Like that boss, and I think this <laughs> boss is much better. This is the best, like, I've ever felt in water. Yeah, that, that particular boss fight is, is probably the best part of Tidal Tempo Zone as well, aside from the rock and music. Yeah, aside from the dope music and the way that you can never play the water stage if you don't want to. Yeah. I tried really hard not to, but I just wasn't good enough. Yeah, sounds like it. Wow. Poser. Get right. Wow. I'm not a I'm not a poser, Steven. I'm a real gamer. Play real Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I'm a real gamer. Sonic CD game of the year 2018. I play Dark Souls. It's not true. I don't play Dark Souls. Sonic CD's special stages are harder than any Dark Souls but Yeah. Sonic CD's special stages are the Dark Souls of video games. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I challenged somebody to beat the Sonic CD special stages with a, like, rock band guitar. What the fuck? Somebody, somebody beat Dark Souls with a rock band guitar, and I think the same person also beat it with a DDR mat. I want to see him do that with the Sonic CD special stages. Or else, or else he's not a real gamer. Does strumming just take you forward? Uh, I mean, you go forward automatically. What do you mean? What? You go forward automatically? In... No, not in the Sonic, in the Dark Souls, oh, you dingle. In, in Dark Souls. I... I was like, automatically forward, I would hate that Dark Souls. Yeah, that would be really bad in Dark Souls. I, I have no idea what the setup was. Sounds like fake news to me. I think, like, the whammy bar? Something, something? Whatever. Is a control stick? That's bad. Yeah, I mean, the the point was for it to be obtuse, right? Yeah, sure, whatever. Not even, Dark Souls isn't that hard, it's not very punishing. If he beat it, like, if he sped run it with a Dark Souls guitar? <laughs> yeah, he got, he got actually the top ten fastest times to beat Dark Souls. No, that's not true. If you're like, if you're not worried about getting, like, if you're not worried about the numbers, that game's not that hard. Because it's, it's, it's one of the most forgiving RPGs I've ever played. You don't ever lose more than, like, an hour of work. So, are we, are we at the thumbs section of the podcast, or do we have more to talk about? Well, I just wanted to mention, so Wacky Workbench has a super cool bounce thing. I think that, uh, Collision Chaos has some of the best pinball stuff that I've played in a Sonic game. Yeah, I would say of the pinball sections in Sonic games, outside, obviously, 
obviously of Sonic's pinball. Yeah. It's it's definitely there is there is bits where I think I was was it this game or a different game that I was playing with Charlie. I, I think it must have been a different game where there was a bit that just felt like it was wasting time. I think that was probably Was it uh, Sonic One Spring Yard Zone? Oh yeah, it was Sonic One Spring Yard Zone. Alright, I'm getting my games mixed up now. I'm no longer qualified to be in this podcast. Well we are established that when you couldn't beat uh, Start of Speedway. <laughs> Hey, I beat Stardust Speedway. It was uh, uh, Metallic Madness Zone, which, to be fair, is the final zone in the game. Yeah, no, it's not easy. But, um, but yeah, I just want to say, I think that the pinball mechanics are the funnest they've ever been. I always hate pinball levels, and that one I didn't hate. Yeah. The fact that each stage has different backgrounds. Like, backgrounds are my favorite part of Sonic. So I get four each now, and that's amazing. There's also, you get more than four because, and this is really just reinforcing to me that Sonic Mania is Sonic CD 2. Uh, there's, like, <laughs> bits in each level are like, well, guess what? The Super far away background you don't get to see this because you're in like a structure that has a different background and once you leave it you're quote unquote outside and you get to see the far away background that was the other thing I wanted to mention some of the backgrounds in this stage when you get to the top of the outside ones when you get to the top the uh, top of them is just the bottom upside down because of the way the like planet thing works oh yeah which makes it feel super rewarding to get high up yeah uh, it's very cool Every stage in this game is just the best version thematically of what other Sonic stages are. Visually, this game is amazing. Yeah, visually and musically, even if Charlie hates it, uh, the music is awesome and there's four tracks for each stage. So even if you don't like all of the tracks, there's probably one that you like for each stage. Yeah. Charlie, like, is wrong about the music, though. Like, I think... I think we can agree objectively. It's not that good. There are there are Sonic games with better music. Oh, there's better music. Well, there's a better Sonic game. There are better people to be doing this podcast. Damn. That doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say with, but you just loved it. Yeah, I've, no, it just... <laughs> Yeah, actually, if if I if I had my pick, you two would not. It's okay. not up to it's not up to standard with for me. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't think it is standard, and that's why I love the hell out of it because the music is super weird, the game is super weird, the mechanics are super weird, and it all just feels like perfect with itself. This game just wants to be itself, Charlie. Let it be itself. I think I think this game definitely has an identity that is really interesting. I think it could it could use a lot of refinement, though. It did, and that's the Steam version. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Certainly, the music looping got better. But I, I think I think if you took this game and improved it in in a few ways, but in particular, in my opinion, the level design, I think you would have yeah, Sonic Mania. Yeah, Sonic Mania. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sonic Mania is literally Sonic CD 2, and it's everyone's favorite Sonic game. And it's because it, it does weird stuff all the time. It's got great mechanics, the music is awesome. For some reason, it doesn't have time travel, but it kind of does. It has, narratively, it has time travel, if not mechanically. Yeah. I think if the CD stages in Mania had time travel, I'd be like, alright, we did it. Sonic CD, best Sonic game. I, okay, so thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm obviously a thumbs down. Yeah, you're a thumbs down, you hate the game. No, my thumbs way up. This game's great. I, I, I give thumbs up. Charlie, the time has come. <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> Charlie, give me your thumb. See, I don't. What I hate, what I hate about this aspect is you have to, you put me on a dichotomy. No, I mean, just say like you can just say thumbs down. It's okay. But I don't. It's not a full thumbs down though. You, you're this dichotomy. I gotta put a zero or a one. You know, I, I just want to say, well, you can also say thumbs middle if you're like, no, I don't. Steven will not let me do a thumbs middle. Yeah. The point of the thumbs up, thumbs down is to make things like very clear where you stand. I'm giving it a thumbs down before, before we get to Charlie's thumbs, it's thumbs I just down. Say one thing. 
before we get to that part, <laughs> cut out the down. part where he said that. Um, I just want to say one thing, which is, Steven, I love your passion for everything, but especially your opinions <laughs> about Sonic games. <laughs> Classic ones. I swear we're going to get to adventure. No, listen, <laughs> I'm going to love it even if I hate it. Because you you hated Sonic 2 Game Gear, and that was amazing. It's it's the most fun I've ever had watching somebody hate a game. And and your your passion for this game being good makes it hard to dislike. Me as somebody who's going in being like this game's this game's got a lot of potential, but it's not amazing. You're like, no, it is amazing. And I'm like, well, I I guess you're right. You you've convinced me. Oh my god, guys, the figure eights in uh, what zone is it? It's like one of the first metal-y ones. Uh, Quartz Quadrant? Yeah, I guess it is Quartz Quadrant. Uh, the figure eight things, where if you maintain speed, you go into them, and you just do, make an infinity symbol. Oh, and yeah. And then you travel in time. Get out of here. Also, 88 miles per hour, figure eight. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. And the little pillars in the stage. The stage has tons of mechanics to, like, let you go to different places. Ugh, I love this game. Anyway. So we got we got two thumbs up, one thumbs down. Yeah, that's how we're going. That's how we're going out in this one. Okay, we did we did talk about it earlier, but I want to get everybody's opinion. Uh, Japanese soundtrack or American soundtrack? It's so hard to pick because I love them both. They both have their merits, so I'm going to be neutral. But I guess Japanese, just to be consistent with my previous opinions. Okay, so the Stardust Speedway, where... What's the one that has the vocal tracks? Is it Stardust Speedway that has like the weird vocal tracks in one of them? The, like, her, her, that one? That, that's Japanese. Yeah, that, okay, that song alone makes me love the Japanese one, but also <laughs> the, like, the dun 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 Yeah, that. Dun 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 They're both really They're good. They're both really good. It's also the oh, only man. good Bad Future song for Sonic CD American. Sorry. I don't agree. I don't agree because, what is the song called? Metallic Madness exists. Mm. Okay, I'm going to go U.S. I'm going to go U.S. I just want to say, Metallic Madness Zone Present has is a very good song. And then both of the future songs are like, what if we took the present and then we either added major keys or minor keys, depending on how happy you should be. And also, like, doubled the tempo. And I'm like, all right, well, this is, I love it. It's just, that's just how music works. This game has, like, seven songs for each stage. <laughs> seven. Your number is increasing, Steven. Well, isn't it? It's because you said that there's oh, yeah. only, there's one that's not the same. Because it's American and Japan. Yeah. If you play the Steam version, you get access to seven songs. Oh my god, this game is so great. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say American, but it is, it is, it is hard. Both of the soundtracks are very good, in my opinion. If only the looping was better. You have to play this game twice. You have to play it not on the CD because you need the better looping and the better intro. The looping is not better on the PC version. Yeah, it is. No, not, it wasn't for me. Did you play the Steam version? Uh, no, I played the PC version. The Steam version has better. I'm just, I'm just correcting Isaiah that the Sega CD version is not the only one with terrible looping. Because I'm sure I'm sure Christian Whitehead is smart enough to like make good looping music out of that music. Yes, Christian Christian Whitehead is the savior of Sonic. I, I love this idea that it was just Christian Whitehead Whitehead and nobody else who like ported that game. Like he wasn't working with anybody. That's how you guys talk about Sakurai and Smash Bros. So. That's that's fair. That's also how I talk about me whenever I'm working on games. I just don't mention the other people on the team at all. Well, to be fair, you're the programmer, so in my eyes, like you're the one working on the game, and everyone else is like, I. QA or whatever. It's very hard for me to not feel that way. Like, because I'm the one who actually gets to see the game as it's being constructed and it's hard not to feel like people are just handing me assets to put in my game. And that's that's not a super healthy mindset to have, so I'm trying to get out of it. But here's the thing is that narrative doesn't matter 
only the programming does, because gameplay is what matters. <laughs> Which is funny, because this Sonic game is, like, exclusively good because of all of the oozing flavor. <laughs> so, so, let us know on Twitter which of the soundtracks you prefer, and also, which stage frustrated you the most, because for me, it was many of them. It was mostly Metallic Madness. Our Twitter, uh, as well as our email, will be available in the description. Oh, hold on a second, sorry. There's one thing that I really need to mention. If you do nothing for, like, five minutes in the game, Sonic runs away, says, I'm out of here, in, like, the most, like, bad English as possible. And then you just oh. get a game over. You don't lose a life, you just get game over. Yeah. That is all I wanted to say. Go on with the rest of the get closer yeah uh check us out at twitter you can send us things that you think small little ideas and if you want to send a further message on by you can use the gmail account which is just no spin dash zone at gmail and those will both be uh in the description check us out at twitter.com slash jk completes it uh not quite <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash IsaiahGames. That's I-S-I-A-H games, spelled the way the word games is spelled. I tweet mostly bad jokes and video game development, because I am a video game developer. If you want to follow my company specifically, you can go to twitter.com slash BlastLabs, B-L-A-S-T-L-A-B-S. Uh, it doesn't tweet nearly as often as I do, but you also get less bad jokes. So, you know, it's a yeah. toss-up. Just follow me at Draws Charlie. I'm not going to delete my Twitter, so, you know. I, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah it's, it's, it's a drug. Uh, you know, I would appreciate if I had more followers, but I understand if you hate subpar art because I think everyone else on Twitter does. <laughs> I actually appreciate subpar art sometimes more than good art. I like your art a lot, Charlie. I also think that some of your art like shines you know yeah yeah for sure i it's also do believe like i i am noticing like a, an upward trend in quality like over the past like year that i've been following your account the art has gotten considerably better yeah especially whenever you color something it always blows me away oh yeah of course if only i had time for it <laughs> that's fair well you do make one drawing a day yeah so uh really quick before we head out i wanted to mention our upcoming schedule for games Yes. I'm going to talk about basically what we're going to play up until Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And then also, I wanted to mention, we did miss a game. There was one Sonic game that we did not uh, play, which was Sonic Eraser. That is a puzzle game, and we're going to play that alongside Me Beam Machine. Oh boy. So for the next four weeks, we're going to play Sonic Chaos. We're going to play Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball. We're then going to play Sonic Eraser and Mean Bean Machine in the same episode, because I think that the puzzle games are so, so far removed from what Sonic even is. Yeah. And then after we do that, we'll be playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles at the same time. We're going to cover them both, and then we'll play the games that are in between them after that. All right. Just to just to reiterate, what is our next episode? What What's the next game we're going to play? We'll be playing Sonic Chaos for the Game Gear. Hope it's better than Sonic 2 for the Game Gear. Yeah, I think it probably is. I remember getting past the first level in Sonic Chaos, so... So it's better. <laughs> the bosses are also more interesting. Anyway, but that's for, that's for later. Let's... Let's cool our jets, I guess. Alright, well thanks for watching the No Spin Dash Zone. Have a wonderful night. Goodbye! Have a terrible night. Oh. Have a good future. Have a good- Oh my god. <laughs> Make a good future in your zone. Yeah, break break yeah. all yeah. the break all those machines. Have a good future. Break the machines. Yeah, go to a car dealership and just Okay, let's have a <laughs> <laughs> We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, 
Just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.